Introspect, take a sec, take a sec, watch it step Where you step, when you step, falling free through the sky Feel the breeze, feel the eye, all your fears, let them die Energy never dies, introspect, take a sec, take a second Let your world unfold You win some, you lose some But you live, you live to fight another day <laughs> oh man. I said y'all ready, y'all good? <laughs> it's all I hear he said that five minutes beforehand because I called him out on like, like dang, I gotta wait a little bit. Okay, what type of gonna discuss this? You guys set us up again? Dang, no. wait a little bit. <laughs> oh, no, I would I wouldn't start. I wouldn't consider it as, you know, setting you up. I think you just gotta be ready. That's that's a different Different terminology. It's, different terminology. Definitely a setup. Setting up. up. Alright. But that being said, welcome to Let Him Speak, episode five. I'm your host, Cecil Williams, with the gang. The gang is here. The full gang. Not three four is it three fourths? I get my math off oh, a lot. Um four squares. There are four squares. Three more than always square though, away. You're left with three. So three out of four. <laughs> But now it is four out of four. But when it's four out of four, it's one. Boom. What? Bars. I don't, but you don't, I don't My name is Cecil Williams, episode five, Let Him Speak Podcast. Thank you guys for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, appreciate you. Make sure you uh, subscribe. If you're listening to us right now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts on this beautiful Friday, then thank you so much for listening to this episode on a good Friday. I'm with my good buddies, Abraham and Osahan. And hold on, I got a special intro for you. <laughs> I got a special intro. We have a, a a person that's off the disabled list. She was on injured reserve IR for a cool minute, but she's back with us. Hold on, I got you. She's here, ladies and gentlemen. You're ridiculous, yeah. She came. <laughs> she came to the coach. Coach is like, are you sure you want to come? You want to get in the game? CSI. LJ. <laughs> I know you to kill LJ said, put me in the game, coach. I've been on the on the IR. Got my body right, my mind is right. Put me in the game. Either coach, that or she's about to get arrested for something. I don't coach know. said, Are you sure? LJ said, give me the rock. I got this. <laughs> coach is like, alright, but we, we've been winning. I think we can pull the game out. But she said, Coach, if you give me the rock, we can blow them out. He said that we are fine without you. They don't know. <laughs> they, don't, they don't know what LJ Rocky with. They don't know what LJ Rocky with today. What type of intro? What is this? Is this a re-intro? LJ, LJ came in. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It gets better. LJ's coming in to run the motion offense. We've been running the isolation offense the whole time. But she's here. We've been losing, y'all. We <laughs> But we was running, but we was losing. The opponent was running a ba- was about to run a fast break. That was on the twelve three run. LJ came in the game. Now she got the rug. Now we can run a full healthy triangle offense, y'all. Full healthy triangle offense. LJ is here, y'all. From Texas, formerly from the IE, but she's here, live and living color. Another shade. She's here. <laughs> Fit out her intro music. 
If I had an air like horn, I'd like to say something first. I had an air horn. I'll ring it off. What's up? You said we were running the ISO, an ISO offense. We've been running the ISO. That would make you James Harden. You've been sitting wow. key, dribbling, 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 shooting 20 million threes instead of letting the team. Look, I don't think, no, here's the thing. I don't travel, okay, which means I don't just commit costly turnovers like that, all right? I try to, look, listen, hold on. I tried to make sure, look. We can go with pronunciation. Those are turnovers. Those are turnovers. I'm just okay, but I got help. So do it. why are we still counting? So why are we still counting? Why are we still counting the turnovers? I just want to hear from I just want to hear from our star player. We get second chance points. Okay. Who's your who's your who's your Russell Westbrook? That's what I want to know. Out of who's your Russell Westbrook? Russell he's Westbrook. Say, he's gonna say neither of us because Russell Westbrook's my coach. You know, I was gonna bring that up. I was not gonna bring that up. I gotta be Russell Westbrook and James Harden at the same time. Oh my god, I was gonna bring that up, y'all. Selfish. I don't. I'm not even on this era of the team. I'm just. I went back to the '90s. Listen, listen. I'm Hakeem and you're Clyde. How about that, Abel? I'll, I'll wow, what am I? Be, That's, well, first of all, you're Mad Max, burning Maxwell. <laughs> I wow, Maxwell. He but wasn't then, even like. But then he called he me like twelve Abel. points. And so I don't know who Abel is. Yeah, I don't know who Abel is either. But turnover. So, so <laughs> you know what? I'm just, you, I'm just gonna leave Texas and, and go to the Celtics. You know, my I'm bad. Just gonna go to the Celtics. Go to the Celtics. Yeah, you know. Would I'm that just, make you it? That's gonna make me. You know what we say about it. I think uh, that's a Rondo. A Rondo before the Lakers. Ooh, that means you dysfunctional. They called you dysfunctional. Wow, Cecil, Cecil. You see, my camera shut off. Well, LJ called you that. I didn't call you that. Um, Ron, I mean, yo, Rondo, before the Lakers, when he was still a Boston, was still a threat. I mean, he helped. He was the glue to that to that championship team. He helped. Dude, yeah, yeah. He's giving you Brian Scalabrini was the glue. The, you know the, what I'm saying? Dispute. Kendrick Perkins. Best years were in Boston. Hey, Perkins. Avery Bradley, best years were in Boston. Tweety Bird Perkins. Ooh. Tweety Bird Perkins. Twitter fingers. You know what I'm saying? He got Back he got slide. Twitter fingers for sure, for sure. Okay, Cat Perk. At first he was not talking about Kyrie. Now he's like on Kyrie's head. <laughs> <laughs> he dumb. I think it's because he was That's why. He he like, should have you ruined the game. Did y'all peep what uh uh the 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 little scandal that Draymond got himself into? He's in a lot of scandals. Draymond is the same color as my T-shirt right now. Right. I don't take him seriously. He's in a lot of scandals. Wow. He's he's two he's, he's X tall, Shaka black. That's that's. He look like he can wear a Shaka though, like just roaming the street, wear a two X, three X Shaka with some uh, Under Armour shoes. What uh what Draymond? So Draymond apparently liked a tweet um from. Oh, the Aisha Curry. Yeah, yeah, that was called Aisha Curry. And I was like, I saw it. And I said, to be honest, this tweet is mad accurate, but but that's what look a little, you know, you know, you don't do that, you don't do that to your to your homie. So people are like, so where are you trying to get traded to? And I said, look, <laughs> right, it don't even matter. You'll probably get saved by the Lakers and go to Clutch Sports. You know, he's cool with LeBron, despite what media makes you believe. But um, yeah, as as Osan even admitted that uh. People just end up on clutch sports, or was that Riley? I forget. Someone, anyway. Definitely Riley. Anyway. Yeah, it was Riley. It was Riley. Yeah. No, they uh, these players getting their mouths uh, 
in trouble nowadays with everything going on. Some people their need to just, their Twitter fingers. Everything. Some people need to shut up. Some people are backtracking like crazy. Um, oh my goodness! And everything. But before we get into anything, gentlemen and lady, I can't say ladies because this is one. <laughs> How are we feeling this week? Is is this a better week? Is this a a more trying week? What is what is what does this week look like for y'all? Uh, we're going to have our uh, returning star player, LJ, take the reins on this one. Yes. Comeback player of the year. Let's go. Um, I think this week's been kind of trying. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in regards to whatever's going on in our environment right now. But really, um, I guess I'm looking forward to the end of the week. Our city is actually throwing a Juneteenth celebration where we're, like, mm. helping the community and stuff. So we're all looking forward to that. I think Juneteenth is more at the forefront um, than it would typically be. Um, a lot of people don't celebrate it. I actually wrote a letter to my employer to try to get it as a holiday. So y'all keep that in mind. I got two people who are behind me on it and we're going to present it to our CEO of our huge company that I work for. So it's nice. not like it's anything small. It's a big, it's a big thing for us right now. So no, that's nice. Because that's I know yeah. um, like Nike, Apple. Shout to Nike. They made, that, they yeah. made that move. Yeah. So if you can definitely spearhead that and get that successful, that's big. That's big. Like he's a paid so. holiday. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. And we just got Martin Luther King um, holiday paid this year. So, I mean, we've been, I'm we've sorry, been working what? on it for a while. We, we were never paid. So, All right, in that case, it's going to be Listen. No, I got one for y'all. So, what? I used to work at a predominantly African-American church. You got to whisper that, yeah. Never got MLK <laughs> off, right? Wow. I work at a predominantly white church now and we get it off. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Okay? Beyond people. Dang. That's like to the extreme example of it beyond people though. Like the only path that's cool. them is if they were disillusioned with MLK, which if you're a history buff, I can see your reasoning for that. But still, for the uh, most part, not uh, many ours people. Ours was like and even switch off. Like they try to do President's Day one year and MLK another year. No, nah, those do two can't really, They don't relate. <laughs> no, we can't. We, they, they we can't. Saying, like, we can't make those in the pot. We fought for it to be where it could be year round. So like we get, we only get MLK Day off now. We don't get President's Day off anymore, and president's we get paid day. for it. When and I'm, I'm telling you, this is slave owners. That's a crazy. major a major corporation so i mean it's not like it's a small it's, it's as big as nike and as big as target yeah so hopefully we can get them on the forefront i mean we just recently got a black man into our president position um after many many years so Sheesh. he's working on a diversity he's the only one who's addressed what's going on i mean we got people above him and below him who haven't addressed anything so and that's a big thing for companies now are you really working in are you really filling out the environment are you really Consider it, or you're just doing it to get money. You know what I mean? Big facts. All right. Um, also, I man, what's what's how's your week? Oh, I mean, seeing as we are two days into the week, uh, <laughs> well, by the time they hear this, that's true. By the time they hear this, um, I mean, so you're good. as a result, you're supposed to predict your week. Yeah, I, so, sure. Oh, so we you want me to speak? Speak positivity. <laughs> There's go, our cat out the bag. Let's speak go, Mama Cleo. <laughs> Speak it into existence, you know. Your pervading voice. Yeah, no, my week's been cool so far. Uh, I can't complain. I won't complain, even though one thing that uh, that I'm realizing 
not realizing, but I'm really having to fight for is just to protect my mm-hmm. mental and my peace because it, mm-hmm. it seems like just when you get to that spot where, especially with everything going on, you you're in a spot where you're saying, okay, I think I think we're good, and then something mm-hmm. else comes out, right? And I know we're gonna talk about what that something else is um, in a matter of minutes, but yeah, it's 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 definitely a fight, and I think before I was you know cutting myself off from social media one day um, mm-hmm. a week. But um, now I think I'm gonna have to go to two, uh, just to to make sure that, like I said, protect my mental. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Now this week is uh, hmm. I'm good, but like I also said, it's you see these these hiccups everywhere, and it's more constant. Like it's it seems like every day something is happening, and I don't. I feel like we're kind of getting back to that numbing place where we see a lynching or we see somebody getting arrested. We see all this stuff. And now it's making us even more either numb or depressed, but it's one or the other. So, uh, I, you know, it's trying times. We're still pushing um, as a as a black people. You know, our voices are still there. We're still marching. We're still protesting. Um but you can tell, you could see from my lens at least, you could see the the resolve kind of go, like we're getting t- tired in a sense. Um, so hopefully that can change. Hopefully that's not the case. Um, so there's been a lot. There's been a lot going on. So I don't get to talk about my week. Oh my bad, my bad, Abel. That's, Appreciate wow. you. Oh, <laughs> so I started it. Wow. <laughs> You know what? Anyway, um, my week has been a good a couple of things going the right way. Up until literally today, this morning, when, um, and honestly, I might have to just take a Twitter break as well. I hopped on Twitter and witnessed, it's it's not a recent video in terms of it has to do with the protest. It was before the protest, but <laughs> witnessed a video of New Mexico Police Department, like, unloading on a homeless man at a bus stop because wow. they they felt that he was armed and rather than approach and try to de-escalate the situation there was about six of them all they had their guns cocked before they even saw him and just let it spray and apparently in new mexico that's a thing there have been at least up to 30 homeless people killed by police for random reasons or um reasons that aren't concrete and i'm just like dang and this was before the protests even started. Like, dang, this is... <laughs> and people still wonder why we're protesting. People still are questioning the reason behind these protests, the reason behind the anger. They still try to make it like, oh, you know, all lives matter. You know, it's not just Black people getting getting uh, shot. It's like, yeah, it's not just Black people, but you're not saying... You weren't saying anything beforehand. You were apparently fine with the police brutality this whole time until black people started speaking up. Then all of a sudden, that's when it's like, hey, <laughs> yes, police brutality is a thing, but let's not make it seem like it's just about you guys. And it's like, well, I'm sorry that we got the louder voices and we sick and tired. Apparently, you guys are fine and satisfied with it. So that really messed up my, my day. But otherwise, the week has been good. Um, the week will definitely get better. Uh, a lot of fun to be had, a lot of uh, good memories to make. So I'm going to try to remain positive. I just want to know how we get so okay with slinging guns like that. Well, not us, but police. Like, I mean, just whipping it out like it's like it's a water bottle <laughs> at this point. 
It's just you're willing to shoot anybody, and you know there won't be, right now at least, there won't be as much repercussions or consequences for you shooting somebody right now. Yeah. Like as much like it feels like the more we protest, the more police are saying, "All right, guns blazing!" <laughs> like that's their freedom to shoot too. Like that's it's mind-boggling to me on that. But like I said, hopefully it will change. Um, there's been a lot of news when it comes to people wanting to speak up and when they should shut up. <laughs> and uh, we've had a lot of a lot of mm-hmm. of that. Um, we've we've had um, you know several preachers, several people um, of the Caucasian family that. The fair skin saints. <laughs> the fair skin saints, y'all. Uh, they, I'll save my take. But Osan, I know you've you've had your your take and 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 viewpoint on what we have uh, witnessed. <laughs> and I, and I'll say this for those who are listening. Um, you know, Osan, of course, he is a pastor at his respective church, and um, I'm sure you know he's seen different flavors and different people and behaviors and emotions, stuff like that. So from your eyesight, your perspective, um, in that role, how are you receiving or like looking at what's happening when it comes to people that are speaking kind of feel out of term, let's just call it what it, what it is like out of term. And, um, then you have some that are backtracking now, because mm-hmm. they finally understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what to open up about that? Like, what was what's that been like? I think it's interesting. Is the ones who are backtracking are the ones who. <sighs> when I hear the backtracking, as much as I want to believe the best, it's more so along the lines of like I look at with Drew Brees, for example. Like, yeah, you said what you said. You apologized and all of that. But now I know it's really on your heart. Yeah. So your actions going forward will determine if what you said in your apology was genuine or if it was PR pressure that you felt. And I feel it's the same way for uh, for these, you know, fair-skinned, you know, saints who have said some. <sighs> when I heard this weekend, basically saying, hey, you Porsley. know, what's, what's the dude on Twitter? Porsley. Porsley. Put a little more Porsley. It's basically saying, you know, America, if you don't like it, then you can leave type of thing. And right. it reinforces that notion. I, I could say this till I'm purple in the face. From the fabric and foundation of this country, it has been disadvantageous to people of color. Okay, and what was used to help reinforce that? A twisting of the Bible. You take the con- you take the word text out of context, you're left with a con, and that's what these slave masters were doing. You had them as chaplains on the slave ships to reinforce the notion to slaves that hey, this is God's will and plan for your life. Um, you guys are savages. You need to be saved, so on and so forth. Even though mm-hmm. Africa was one of the hotbeds of Christianity from the start of the faith. Europe didn't get the gospel till after Africa got the gospel. So, mm-hmm. and, and the Reformation. Let me let me uh-huh. add that as well. The Reformation was not for Africans; it was for Europeans. Anyhow, mm. fun fact. So, from the foundation of this nation to say that 
well, you know, slavery happened. Like we can, like, let's, let's get past it. Like, this is a great nation. The other lie that's told is, you know, this nation is, you know, it's blessed. It's the second Israel. Let's, let's look at history. Look at nations that have been blessed and still ended up crumbling. God sent Jonah to Nineveh, mm-hmm. Babylon Empire, to preach to them and let them know, listen, unless you guys get it together, you're going to get wiped out. Jonah didn't want to go. Why? Because he, he knew they were wicked. He was like, no, they need to get what they get. He still goes. He preaches to them. They repent for a moment. But what happened? Eventually, they went back to their wicked ways, and they got wiped off the face of the map. We hardly have a recognition of where Nineveh actually is. And it was a part of Assyria. I'm sorry. So mm-hmm. this notion that America is, is this great country, yes, it has great aspects of it, but mm-hmm. we first need to address the ugly truth. And Brother Parsley said that, you know, slavery was a birth defect in this country. A birth defect. A birth defect? When I, when I like... <laughs> when I tell you, when I said, <laughs> a birth defect? Birth defect. No, 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 no. Let's go a little deeper. Let's try... A birth defect is something that is somewhat correctable or you can adjust. Let's right. try, because everyone's saying it about slavery and racism. Oh, it was sin, and we know it was sin. We get Okay, then it was the original sin of this country. And so if it is sin, let us do this. Let's address it. How about that? Because sin, according to the same book that you preach, Brother Parsley, sin <laughs> is not bad. Sin is death. So if that is the right. case then we need to address it as such and address it with the seriousness. So once again, reinforcing that right-wing moral majority, you know, BS about, you know, America as if America is on the same playing field and, and is, uh, is equivalent to, uh, is a necessary and essential for our faith. If you are a good Christian, that means you need to be a good patriot. Otherwise, maybe you could just leave this country. And then he all of a sudden backtracks and, and oh, well, I realized what the things that I said. Stop it, brother. You're the the majority of your, of audience, your congregation is your congregation is as is as chocolate as a Hershey's Listen. as a Hershey's bar. And you all of a sudden are just getting it. So either a you for for thirty plus years of ministry you've been, you've been tone full, deaf, yeah, or your ears you just full closed, of it, or you are just full of it. So do me a favor, tell the <laughs> truth and shame the devil. Don't say I'm sorry, repent Because here's the thing, true repentance Turns the other direction and says Yeah, I really missed the boat on that one And there's no excuse for my actions But no You you use some PR cover up So continue to apply pressure People, continue to (laughs) apply pressure Yeah (laughs) I'm upset Rightfully so Rightfully so, because that was ridiculous. A birth defect is a whole, yeah, <laughs> just an ignorant way to, to to try to lessen the impact or lessen the accountability of slavery. Because I, I I'm starting to realize that it's just a subject, and I should have realized this when I was younger in school and whatnot. But slavery is really a subject that people don't want to discuss. Like they'd rather just gloss over it as if like, yeah, you know, this happened, but um, this is what came out of it. You know, we got to build a country. We got to build an empire. It's like, first of all, who's we? Right. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me out of this. <laughs> See my way out. Y'all really building anything? Right. Um, I know we built stuff and then y'all just like kind of put your name on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, it's, it's ridiculous. And it reminds me of um, when, when the protests started happening and it started to reach globally. 
there was a couple of people from England who um, spoke out about their educational experience and how as a black individual, they had to learn about the history of the British Empire, which has built its backbone on colonization and slavery. And how for them, it was the way that it was taught, it was like celebrated because, you know, this it led to one of the greatest empires known throughout history. I mean, technically the British Empire is still running to this day, you know? And I'm just like, yeah, you, that that is awkward as a as a black individual from England, from from London, mm. you know, from wherever, to to go to school and most of your education, like for us, our U.S. history, for them, their British history is is pro- predominantly going around and colonizing people that look like you, and yeah. therefore being like your savior. And I'm just like, damn. But no one really wants to accept accountability for the wrongness of this whole thing. They just want to gloss it over and make it seem like, yeah, you know, I'm, I had nothing to do with it because it happened so long ago. So I don't know why we're talking about it. It's like, well, yeah. it, it happened so long ago, but its effects still are present to this day. Yeah. And you need to accept that. You need to acknowledge that. You can't just gloss over it. You can't just imagine that it's not real. You can't just disregard it. But hey, right. maybe it's just a birth defect, so I could be tricky. <laughs> maybe we're just born to this. I don't, you know, maybe we just to quote the prophetess Gaga, born this way. Maybe it's maybe born this way. You know, we just came in and we were just automatically in boats and ships and chains, and we just started working. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just now don't get me wrong, I am not a racist. We all not racist at all. But white people right now, I feel like in general, not specific people, in general are so apologetic that it is ruining the whole point <laughs> and pushing us further into this place of like, we just need you to shut up now because at this point, we don't, we, we've heard the apologies for years now just a matter of now showing the empathy part and committing to action we're over the talking we're over you saying how sorry you are we're over you saying look into my eyes so you can see how i feel like we're over that we're over the videos like we're 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 done with it there's been i've seen so many disrespectful apologetic videos and commercials that it's like are you thinking like, are y'all thinking when y'all produce this? Like, what are you, what are you doing with the picture of you saying, uh, we're having a, uh, what was the shirt? I'm sorry, shirt with chains around your wrist. Like, <laughs> that old one was trash. It, even if it was old one, like, it's still like, who, trash. who gave you that idea? Like, <laughs> that's it's stupid. So I just. Me seeing you in slave bondage does not do anything for me. It does nothing for like it does it. If you think this is going to make me feel like, oh, this makes me feel good because you, you know, like uh, I heard a preacher say like this. I think uh, Luke McDonald, he said he was preaching about racial reconciliation during a conference and this white lady gets up and starts beating herself. It says, this is all our fault. It's all our fault. It's all our fault. And no, I'm sorry. It was a black guy preaching at this conference that Luke McDonald had. And the black guy said, see, the black preacher said, see, this is the problem. Even when we try to speak up about what's going on, y'all hijack it and try to make it about you. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like, let and me I think tell- a lot of it. Oh, go ahead. Not go ahead, LJ. I think a lot of it is just people not. I mean, there, there's. I even came to y'all myself. Like, where, where is our action? What, what action do y'all want to see from us in regards? To, I'm, I'm Hispanic, so mm-hmm. coming from a Mexican culture, mm-hmm. we of course dealt with racism as well, not as slave sure. like slave the way that y'all are dealing with it now, but to a point where even us as Hispanic, the Hispanic community, we're either for or against y'all. There's no middle. Right. There's people who are killing y'all in Chicago, and then there's people who are marching with y'all in LA. So there's a middle, there's a, there's no middle ground. We don't know, well, I can't say we don't, I can't speak for everybody, but in regards to how do we approach it? Where, what is the approach that you would like us to take in regards to, do we speak up? Do we just support you in regards to y'all speaking up? Where is, a lot of people don't wanna have the conversation of what action do you want us to take? What action is appropriate mm. for us to take? And like you said, Osahan, repentance in regards to being a church and then being in that environment, repentance means you're turning away. You're not doing it again. Not, oh, it's just another sin. Let's pray about it and get over it. And then when it comes up again, we'll pray about it again. Like, do we truly turn away? Do we really move in the direction of let's talk about it? Let's talk about this is true sin. Racism is a sin. It's not just something that you can just gloss over. Mm-hmm. And like the way they're taking it out of church, I mean, like the way they're taking out of history books is the same way they're taking it out of church. Mm, you you can't part. gloss over that. You you have to check the temperature of regards to, am I really going from white to black or am I going to white to, oh, oh here's the area that we need to talk about. And then let's get to what the true issue is. And the problem is, is nobody's talking about read it. The the yeah. Read, read the room. Yeah. I was going to say that. Read the room. Read the room. As a matter of fact, here's the funny part. I had someone, uh, I was in a conversation with some pastors yesterday. Um, from a predominantly white church and they were just you know asking questions all that stuff right and one of them brought up the notion of he said well what is talking about unity and he said so you know i've been trying to think through like what is like a shared you know unity if you have a shared memory it creates unity and so what is Mm -hmm. like a shared memory about this country that both sides can have and before he could finish um one of the other you know black pastors on the call like went off he was like shared memory like, what shared memory, good <laughs> shared memory, do blacks and whites have in this nation? Like, please tell me. And the, the white pastor was like, well, what I was trying to say was most white people, especially in church, white Christians, they look at it as the reason they bring up America as being so great is because they don't have that recollection or that they they pay no attention to how slavery benefited them and downed us. And so in their mind, the shared memory is America's great. Let's let's put our hands over our hearts when we sing that national anthem and when we say right. that pledge of allegiance. But they don't realize. Listen, before we can get to a place of unity of having any sort of shared memory, good memory of this nation, you have to first address the past. And so people mm-hmm. are trying to strive for unity without first taking a look at themselves and looking, uh, taking a look at what's going on in this nation, and saying, "Oh, like, <clears throat> yeah, that's not good." And I'm not saying. Listen, I don't need every white person to come up to me and apologize for slavery. I don't need you to get on your knees and beg for forgiveness right. or repentance for slavery. Like it's not, that's that's extra. I don't need all, nobody needs that. That's not repentance. That's performative mm-hmm. apology and, and, and justice. What we do want to see is just an acknowledgement that yes, the history of this country was bad. Like it was not right. good. It was evil. It was downright vile. How can we move forward in a way now that is better for this nation? How do we, not even for this nation, but for just our relationships, period. 
for, like there's no reason um let's just look at implicit bias for a second uh read read a I was reading a book um by a white pastor called Rediscipling the White Church and he said this he now this is a guy listen a white pastor who has a church a multicultural diverse church in the heart of Chicago okay mm-hmm. white dude li- lives in an urban community no one in his community looks like him and he said this he said a couple years ago he had just finished putting some wet cement, just finished putting some cement in outside of his home, had put the caution tape around it, and it kind of sat by a window. So in case anyone messed with it, he could hear. And he heard somebody messing with the tape and breaking things and about to jump on the cement. And the first image that came into his mind was of a young black male. You pastor a multicultural church. And he looked out the window. And what was it? It was a little Trevor, a Trevor out there who looked like he was probably 19 years old you know, who look like if you put hands on him, he's going to get his dad to sue you. And he said, oh my goodness, the implicit bias is so deeply ingrained in our minds that we automatically fire off or shoot off what we think. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. For example, when uh, Dylan Ruff, yeah, Dylan Ruff shot that church in Charleston. The first thing that came to mind before they said a name, when they first said what the church was, the first thing that came to my mind was he's a young white kid. It's probably going to turn into a hate crime. Not that now part. Yeah. It's partly implicit bias, but partly it's because it's what we've come to expect and what the messaging has showed us. So I I think before we strive for unity and before we strive for these acts to show like, Oh man, like we're in this with you. I think people just have to understand and have this, this simple thing starts with the E it's called empathy. Mm -hmm. Let's just say, listen, I may not exactly know what you're feeling, but I want to hear where you're coming from. Not so I can sit there and, re- and, and rebut you and, yeah. and, and try to fire down every fact that you throw at me, but I want to hear your actual experience and I want to hear how real it is because for a lot of white folks and a lot of non-blacks, for mm-hmm. them, what we're talking about is something that they see on social media and something they see on the news. And so you can easily bless the minister of MAGA for his fake news stuff. Now it makes everything seem like fake news and people want to debate the news, but you cannot debate and you cannot refute my experience and what I have encountered as a black male in America. This, and this is why when you see people getting murdered now, black people literally getting lynched, people are literally saying, Oh, so well, the majority of people know is not no suicide, but as far as the media, and even police are saying, oh, it's a suicide. Black people are not known and will not ever be known for committing suicide. Why? Because we've been through enough pain already. Like, look at our history. Like, we've been through enough. We've, we don't self-inflict anything. So for people to have this, I don't know why, but have this idea like, oh, it's, it's suicide. Come on, dog. We're not. It's the fact of the, the method. The method of, of of suicide like i don't really see black individuals deciding to go into public areas on a tree, yes. on on a tree. tree. and being like you know i've been so depressed let me just go find a tree right. in your city hall oh this is a good spot like no no we're me, not gonna do that let me hang myself um and, and i don't want to sound insensitive to to those who are suffering depression or from suicidal thoughts it's just that it's unacceptable for police and on multiple occasions this past weekend to to view this as a suicide attempt and only view it as such to not even regard that hey this was actually again reading the room reading the room to to regard like oh 
we we have the world rioting and protesting mm-hmm. right now. And then, oh, in Victorville and Palmdale, two black individuals decided to hang themselves. Huh. Yeah. That looks kind of shady. Um, let's not just dismiss it as a suicide. Let's actually investigate it. Um, but, you know, why, why, why acknowledge that? It sounds better if you just just dismiss it and brush it under the carpet, you know? And, yeah. and the, the case in that- Victorville was they didn't do an autopsy for 12 days. That's insane. The fact that it, the fact that most suicides, whenever they are um, researched or whenever they do start any type of investigation, they still turn them into a crime scene. I, I've mm. had multiple people I know who have committed suicide, and it, it started off as a crime scene and then was ruled out once they were able to find, mm-hmm. you know, other wow. things. And suicides are mostly, at first, investigated as a crime scene. They yeah. then find, you know, like, articles. Mm-hmm. They then find articles, or they didn't find letters, or they found find something that was the person was struggling with, whether they had depression or whether or not they had bills that were piling up or something, a sickness. That's when they started saying, okay, this may have been a suicide. I've never seen a suicide where it has been, okay, this isn't a crime scene first. Or this, it's always assumed murder, or it's always assumed yeah. something before anything else. Then it's a foul play is rolled out. Then it is suicide. I, I don't know, maybe I'm just reading the different news or something, but even in Houston, when that dude hung himself, or they said that the dude hung himself, they had it set up as just a, another death. There was a man and a cop who came on, I don't know if y'all watched the live video about the Houston guy, but Paul Wall and some other guy went out there and they were asking the cops, why are you not setting up a crime scene? And he said, because this was an individual who passed away. We can't confirm that it was suicide, but this is just an individual <laughs> that has passed away. This was at 8.30 in the morning. That is... 8.30 p.m. Wow. At 5.30, they then set up a crime scene. And and that's after people have already tampered with evidence. That's after they, they've already went over there and tried to do their own type of investigation. This just happened two days and ago. And I've so. seen a letter. Somebody, somebody posted a letter, I think, uh, official letter from the police out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Palmdale Police Department, I guess, saying this is now a crime scene investigation and i'm oh, looking okay. after, and i'm after like now attention to it okay all right and going back to what they said it's like so we're just saying that just you know people are just like playing a game of you know who gonna die first and <laughs> and and killing themselves like that doesn't and make just, no sense just the fact that it was in a public area any type of so any type of death in a public area will be considered some type of crime scene you don't There's want something just near city hall where there's no no you know nothing seen. apparently no asking, cameras uh, yeah i'm like is there any witnesses is there any you know instead of them going that route they automatically said this is a black man that... committed suicide because of covid because he's depressed because he's been in the house all day so we're using that as a backup we're using that as a oh well they may have been depressed because of covid they may have been in house all day and now with the environment going on now they committed suicide no it's they're not investigating and they know that these are true murder things <laughs> so on a tree look on a my, tree. listen my my uh my wife has has a friend whose husband um works in pd i think in the palmdale area and the area where robert fuller say his name um, yeah. where his body was found hanging um they said is a hotbed of clan activity so right i'm just but saying of course it had to be suicide it had to be suicide because we here's another thing this is just uh, just anecdotally just looking from a faith perspective, black folks don't take their lives normally because they're afraid of going to hell. Mm. 
Okay. That is just right. something that's ingrained from a faith perspective. So yeah. no matter how bad it gets, we will do everything and anything, but actually take our lives. So in an area that's already considered an area of a hotbed of clan activity, an area that is, you know, close to city hall where there's allegedly no cameras. And you're going to tell me this was just a suicide. If, if that's the case, then this man, Robert Fuller must've wanted to start a race war or cause division or the obvious that this man was hung. And I, I, it, I, once again, we talk about trigger warning. Let's keep it to Virgil's. Yeah. There are some things that trigger white folks, some phrases and statements, white privilege, systemic racism. Jesus wasn't white. Yeah. And the word lynching. lynching. You say that word lynching. Oh man. No, 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 no. That was way back then. That doesn't happen anymore. Stop using such extreme language. Stop <laughs> trying to divide us. We are the United States of America. This country has not ever been united. Even when we went to ever. war. Okay, this is why people went off on Drew Brees. You're talking about your grandfathers who fought in the war. The blacks and whites went to fight in the war together. Who came back a hero? The whites. What happened with the blacks when we came back from war? We were treated like the scum of the earth. Okay? Yeah. So this notion that, uh, that you know, well, it couldn't be lynching because that was so far long ago. The Civil Rights Acts were passed in the 60s. The last of them passed in 68. That is 52 years ago, that's not that long ago, okay? That's our grandparents' era. That is not that long ago. So this notion that everything is well, so Well, apparently, if you look past, on Twitter, some people believe that nobody alive from that time is here today. Which is to funny because so uh, like, oh, okay. shout out to Selena Gomez for letting Ruby Bridges. Um, She's been letting different, you know, um, black figures take over her Instagram account. And so she let Ruby Bridges, who they made a great movie about once upon a time ago. I remember watching it in, in elementary school, um, one of the first girls to integrate a white school. And so she let Ruby Bridges take over her Instagram account and Ruby Bridges to Selena Gomez's, I think it's 80 million followers on Instagram is sharing unreleased footage from her days um, being that girl to integrate an all white school. That's not that, Ruby Bridges is 60. She's six, no, 65, I think. She's 65. 65. She can officially file for Social Security. So all of these people who think this stuff is that far off, that's because your history books are that far off and they want to hide the truth, the ugly truth about this country. But here's the thing. Just like with a, 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 a scrape, a bruise, or a cut, the more you cover that thing up and the less air you give it to breathe and to heal, the more infected it gets. So yeah. keep trying to cover stuff up, folks. Keep trying to cover yeah. stuff up, white America, and watch how infected and how much deeper and septic things become. And eventually what happens, you got to cut some stuff off. So you better give this thing the light of day and let it breathe so that healing can yeah. take place if that's what y'all really believe in or really want. Yeah. And and the thing that, that before I guess we can, I guess we can move on, but the one thing that I, I've recently seen that has irritated me the most, especially from the Christian body, is... I, and I seen it on a shirt. Somebody, a gospel artist, wore this shirt as a marketing pool as well, and said that said the on the shirt it says, you know, it's not about black, it's not about white, it's about being human. And to the naked eye, to like if you just wasn't looking at it, of course that sounds good. Like, oh great, you know, yeah, you're right, we're all human. But when you really look at it, it's like I'm still black. 
Like I'm still I'm I'm a human, yes. But at the same time, let's not blanket the issues. I feel like with that, you're blanketing the whole point of why we are marching and why we are trying to, you know, use our voices and promote change and stuff like that. Because if that's the case, for me to say that I'm just human, that means I'm negating the 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 issues and the systemic racism that's already implanted even in the church. So the whole this whole concept that I'm I'm seeing a lot of preachers also use is the you know we're, we're human we're human we're human okay but please consider and acknowledge the fact that there are certain humans that are getting treated differently than others <laughs> if we really will go the humanistic route mm-hmm. so it's it's um I've seen it I I hope I hope I really hope that's not uh, a take we're continuing to flow in but I just wish we able to have a fine uh, a better balance on maintaining yes our our spiritualizing what it is it is a sin but at the same time we're not negating and neglecting the fact that these are some real issues that are happening right now that we have to be able to address in action as well and not just be in our prayer closet all the time or to put it in some sort of category and just leave it there we just can't do that anymore i think we just gotta get over that anyways um what else happened uh oh in lighter news well kind of Dave Chappelle put out a wonderful 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 uh it felt like a live podcast I don't know if it was a stand-up or what it was I mean considered a comedy stand-up um he put out it was literally titled 846 for those who don't know and you should 846 represents the time that George Floyd say his name was under uh, a policeman's neck when he could have moved his knee but it was on his neck on it for 8 minutes 46 seconds that is a long time <laughs> a very long time um, but yeah and also side note that's crazy how his name was like the vocal point 3 weeks ago 2 weeks ago and now there has been what at least 4 at least 4 like other names that are like ringing and that's it's sad it's astonishing but it's really sad um anyway so Dave Chappelle did an amazing stand-up at his home I believe uh he followed all COVID restrictions and he was strategic put chairs six feet apart two and two and two everywhere um and delivered a masterpiece of confronting everything and I, f- I felt bad for the guy because he there was a lot of uh, relatability and a lot of connections um, in that. You know, 846, of course, the time he was born. Um, he talked about Kobe, 824, I believe, he, what he says, birthday, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I don't have too much on that. Uh, I think, is he, are we all saying he's the GOAT? Are we agreeing on that? Is he number one all time? He's special. He's special for sure. Um, one of the things about reading it, and I had to rewatch it a couple times um, when you first mentioned it in the chat, and the transition from his experience of being scared to death for 35 seconds during an earthquake, yeah, and how he immediately connected that to George Floyd. Because when he had started off, he's like, you know, I, I definitely have to say something on George Floyd, and I will. I just don't have the words right now. Mm-hmm. Then he goes into his own experience, and I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm like, it's not really funny, but, you know, it's relatable. It's, it's, I'm captivated. 
And then as soon as he switched to to the fact that the cop's knee was on his neck for 8 minute 46 seconds after they already established out for him 35 seconds was frightening was yeah. absolutely frightening i was just like yo this is going to this is going to hit hard he's not he's not going to hold back he's not here to to make the alley oops to himself was a, yeah. amazing <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not here to 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 pacify his fans and be like you know i'm not going to talk about political stuff at all, et cetera, et cetera. He's like, I'm going to be as real as possible. And then the yeah. love that he showed to the younger generation. Now he said, like, look, this is. Uh, he he said, I'm content with sitting in the back seat to to this current generation. Yeah. You know, I'm content with letting you guys drive because you're doing a great job. This is a man who's who's been able to see some stuff. He's what about not even fifty yet. Not even fifty. No, not fifty. And nope. um, all the all his own personal experiences in the industry and whatnot. He is. It means something when you hear a member of the older generation acknowledge the impact of this current generation, the deposit, yeah. the positive changes that they're influenced and encouraging. Don't stop. Keep it going. Um, I also did like the fact that he at least mentioned the Azalea Banks situation just one time. He just yeah. he touched upon it yeah. and then kept the push. And I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. I, you know, <laughs> he's not about to go deep into it, but he, he mentioned it. He acknowledged it. And then yeah. uh, kept it going, but it was definitely a really good stand up. Um, I, I don't even like calling it a stand up because I, it wasn't for me to really laugh. It was just a good, a good opportunity for him to share his thoughts on what's going on, and um, and to bring a bit of laughter, but also to put into perspective certain things too. Yeah, so that was. I think cool. he's the perfect example of how celebrities and and athletes should be using their platform. Like, I feel right. like he's the perfect example and they should follow lead by saying, you know, still allowing the younger generation to, mm -hmm. to take the reins, but at the same time leading them there. And I think that's yeah. what a lot of these athletes and a lot of these performers are afraid of. If I speak up too much, how will this affect me? And I think that's what I like about Dave Chappelle's. He's not afraid how it'll affect him. He's still going to make his own lane regardless. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it was, it was amazing. He used his platform well. He brought everything full circle with with how he set things up um i mean he called everybody out from don lemon to the white lady that was picking on lebron and and mm. kevin durant i'm gonna shut up and dribble lauren um what is it lauren laura ingram lauren ingram there it is i don't really care for her that much but yeah he it, it was it was cool it made sense like he kind of answered a lot of questions that people had to, in a nutshell, as far as why certain people do this or why celebrities ain't speaking out all this stuff. And he said, "Look, I don't. Why would you want to hear from us? Like to the celebrities that are to continuously speaking out, we don't. Y'all don't want to hear from them right now. And it's true, we don't want to hear from nothing. We we heard, we have heard a lot of official statements. We've heard a lot of you know we're pledging to do this. We're going to do this, but it don't really mean anything." Speaking of, before I lose, before I lose it, got a bone to pick with with NAACP. Pick it. <laughs> they have, from what I've seen, maybe I might be wrong, but from what I've seen, there's been a lot of disgruntled as far as they haven't done anything. And of all organizations, you know, you post a lot. You're you're saying this, you're saying that, but you haven't donated anything. You haven't committed to any kind of action steps. You haven't. Um, been a, that kind of encouragement to black people when it comes to hey this is what we stand for after years 
of promoting black excellence and all this stuff, it seems like organizations like that are more into the art, music, entertainment side of what a person can do. But when it gets down to, you know, real issues or the nitty gritty, it's it's hard for them to articulate or formulate a response or action. So I, I just I got a problem with that. I got a, I got a problem with with organizations that aren't equipped when it is time to be equipped. Um, and this is one of those times, like someone said, you know, white people who are speaking up and stuff like that. This is the cookout. Like <laughs> this is your invitation right now. Like this is the cookout. There's no better time to be here than now. Um, and before, uh, we don't cover it. I know it's has so much, so many layers, but and I don't want to jack up her name. I'm going to just call her, look, everybody else call her Toyin. Um, of course, a 19-year-old protester marched, um, and she was she was marching, and then she went missing, um, I believe maybe a couple days uh, later. She was tweeting. She literally tweeted about a man who assaulted her, tried to offer her a ride to church, and molested her. And then a few days later, they found her body. Um and and then that was that and and they did arrest the the suspect um uh, there was also another lady i guess related to that a 75 year old lady who got i guess on the way or that man also had a history of pretty much beating people up and i guess abused and assaulted this 75 year old lady too um it's definitely a sad thing in my view, only because of not only, but one of the main reasons is we're fighting for a change as black people. We are doing what we can, but when you see stuff like this, it it puts a it it gives others when I say others, white people, um, like this ammo. It feels like. Um, for them to be like, well, see, this is why, or see, this is, you know, it, it gives that off. It gives that feel. And I hate the fact that it does. I hate the fact that first off, I hate the fact that she even went through this, the fact that she tweeted, tweeted this and had to, to go through that, that, uh, that's nasty. And that is, that's disgusting. Um, and I, I don't wish that upon anybody, uh, at all, um, for, for that to happen. But I just, as a black man, it, it puts you in this position of you got to do better. <laughs> we got to do better. Like, that's just what it is. We just got to do better um, as black men protecting all women. And I put a post on Facebook the other day saying, hey, protect all women, not just the ones you have feelings for, not just the ones you're attracted to. Um, and and make sure you, you protect and you serve them well. And um, yeah, I, I, I don't that's just my take on it. I, I just, I just hope that we able to heal from this and then still be able to affect change because stuff like this does not help at all. Um, what we're trying to do as a people, as a body and as a unit. So, um, Abraham, I don't know if you have anything or too much to say. Yeah. Um, like you said, this, this topic has a lot of layers to it, unfortunately. Um, and stuff that I keep just figuring out from social media and from other articles but um 
on on the base level, what happened to Toyin was despicable. Um, both instances, the the sexual assault and then the murder. Um, but it also led to <clears throat> it also led to several discussions. Two of them being um, constant discussions that affect the first one affecting every one of us, and the second one definitely affecting um, the personal experiences of me and Osam being Nigerian. And that first one, however, is um, if you look on social media, the the amount of of discord within the black community, basically between black men and black women and how black women feel that their voices are not heard despite all the work that they do, all the support that they show to black men and how they go underappreciated. And, and to be honest, it's, it's facts, you know, um, it was a black man that sexually assaulted Tony, you know, it was a black man that, that, that contributed to, to this loss of, of precious life because Tony was only, I believe 19. And so um, 19, it is definitely, it it hasn't caused division because division has already existed on social media between black men and black women, but it has further widened the gulf between us. Um, And, and honestly, it's so sickening and, and I can't even, I'm not going to to appear here and say that black women need to relax. Black women need to chill. They need to just turn a blind eye and they know at all they have every right to be upset. They have every right to, to express such doubt, such anger at the lack of support from black men. I mean, even when all the murders started happening, you saw the hashtag that was uh, circulating say her name. That hashtag didn't exist beforehand, but it, was, it, it came to being because we can't forget that black women are being affected just as badly as black men. You know, I'm a black man through and through, of course, but black women have experienced just as much heartache, even even worse. They've experienced just as much abuse. I mean, sexual assault, yes, it affects men and women both, but it, it affects women more. And there's so many black women who face sexual assault who are just ignored, who are just told to be quiet, who are just told like, yo, now's not the time. But then we expect them to continue to show love for black men to continue to support us i mean when you look at a lot of the the protests that have been um uh started the a lot of a lot of the um social media sharing of information a lot of the uh a lot of the uh, petitions made they were made by black women like black women have been the driving force behind letting our voices be heard and unfortunately they themselves don't feel safe or loved. And, and it's so frustrating because it shouldn't be an issue. It, sh- it really shouldn't be an issue in society. There should be no reason why there should be division between black men and black women. We should be in this together, but unfortunately it exists. And it's so frustrating. And so that's the first major thing. And then the second one is diving into Tonya's family life. Tonya had a baby and she wasn't safe within her own home. Yeah. And, and that really speaks to the issues of, of the Nigerian household, because it can be so frustrating growing up in the Nigerian household. Preach. And I'm not trying to say like other households, or, you know, again, I'm, I'm not trying to be like, hey, Nigerian households matter, and then I'm going to get with all households matter. No, I'm not trying to say that. But Nigerian households have a certain um, 
expectation and certain way of how they deal with things in terms of discipline in yeah. terms of expressing um, disappointment. And Tonyun didn't feel safe within her own home. That's why she didn't stay in her own home. That's why she didn't even leave her child in her own home. And when I was on social media just recently, you have people saying, look, the GoFundMes that are being created on behalf of, of Tony are false. And yeah. this is not the first time we've seen people try to uh, financially capitalize off of, of misfortune by saying like, hey, I'm put, I'm making this GoFundMe for so-and-so, send money here, and it has nothing to do with the original reason. But the fact that in this case, the GoFundMe's were created by Tonyin's family. And you have people being like, friends and friends of Tonyin being like, yo, don't be, don't be donating to it because they didn't care about her. They, they wanted nothing to do with her. She was getting abused in her home. She was getting beat. Nobody stood up for her. Don't allow them to now start collecting money off her death. And that's so sickening because it's not like I'm sitting here and I'm just like, yo, I could never imagine a Nigerian household being like that. It's because I can sit here and say like, I, I, I can, I can see that. It makes sense. I've, I've, I've experienced my own um, uh, upbringing and by no means was it anywhere near similar to Tony's. Um, may she rest in peace. But as a Nigerian American, I can say that what she experienced is not new. It is not absurd. It is actually surprisingly common. And so, yeah, those are the two really deep layers of it. And, and it's so sad. It's so sad because this woman's death, who at 19 years old, she was protesting. She was out there protesting about the, the need, again, of Black women protesting about the importance of black lives of all black lives, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, whether you identify as trans, regardless. And for her to, to be sexually assaulted by a black male and then to be murdered shortly after that, it's just sickening. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely a, a thing that's, uh, can be looked at as a sore, an eyesore, if you will. But uh, my hope is that, and prayer, is that we can, as men, to do better, for sure. Um, you know, as much as we are, you know, complaining about uh, white people and change and all this other stuff, we have to make sure that we take care of our own, too, um, and not get so caught up in everything else that we forget that we still got to show respect and treat others amongst each other uh, well. So... Yeah, I hope that there's a lot of healing that takes place when it comes to that black yeah. man and it, let black me throw, Let me throw this in there as well. And it's yeah. something like I haven't posted a gazillion things in regards to everything going on on my social media accounts. Um, I've done a lot of just watching, reflecting. And one thing that I've observed is along the lines of the Say Her Name hashtag, when you look at the amount of coverage and support and backing that uh -huh. comes to uh, you know, black women who have been victims of Breonna Taylor is a prime example. We were going hard for Ahmaud Arbery, hard for George Floyd, and it was basically church mice compared to you know for what the outcry was for Breonna Taylor. And it wasn't until after you know George Floyd's you know killers got arrested, um, 
same thing happened with Ahmaud Arbery's killers that people finally started to jump on and and, and back what happened with Breonna Taylor. Um, and even with Breonna Taylor's case, there was more outrage regarding her boyfriend who got arrested than there was for her actual murder. And so uh, we have to do better as a people in terms of our outcry, not just in terms of our protection for black women, not just in terms of, oh, well, we're going to protect black women uh, and make sure that we're not, you know, nothing's happened to them when they're, they're alive, but also even in God forbid death that we uphold their name and uphold their cause um, because the, the disparity in outcry is it's alarming. It is alarming when you even just if you go on Instagram and just hit the hashtag uh, Breonna Taylor, compare that to the justice for Breonna Taylor versus justice for George Floyd. It is a huge gulf of disparity in coverage and in awareness. And so we have to do better even in in championing for one another uh, and and not just sitting back in and saying, well, black women will take care of black women. No, 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 no. Like we're all in this together. And until we uh, realize that and not just realize that, but actually act that, live that out. And we're going to continue to go in this circle. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's like I also said, got to be able to acknowledge all fronts on all sides. Uh, moving on, we have a special segment that we all want to introduce. And a lot of the stuff that we talked about earlier could have fit in this category, actually. But uh, we have a segment called Doing Too Much. And Doing Too Much, all that is, is, you know, you're just doing a lot and it's not necessary. But you decide to do anyway. So, so my take or minds that I had was, so there was a commercial. Um, and I might be wrong, but it was it was actually full of white comedians, I believe. No, not just comedians. Some of them. Actors. Actors. Um, uh, so, like, Jake Gyllenhaal, Aaron Paul from uh, Breaking Bad. I think Kristen Bell. Yeah. Kristen Bell was in there. Yeah, yep. Kristen Bell. Speaking of which, she might appear a second time in this door too much. Boom! So, she, she made this. Not she. But there was a group of them that made this video. And... Of course, saying, hey, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like all this, you know, I'm sorry. And, you know, every joke is not, what? He says some stupid. They like, were like, joke is not I meant take to be responsibility. Funny. Yeah. I take responsibility for every joke that I laughed at that wasn't funny. I'm like, now you do? For not speaking <laughs> up about certain things that I felt were um, uncomfortable. I mean, it was ridiculous because the, the, the criticism from social media and god bless black twitter um the criticism from social media was like some of them were really getting into the acting roles like yeah Aaron Paul. you saw the <laughs> eyes darting <laughs> off to see the screen like Ooh. come on man some of them were like Aaron paul really went into breaking bad mode uh when he was looking at the camera intently and just saying like look and i'm gonna i'm gonna look into this camera intently so i'm gonna get my Aaron paul on <laughs> Or Lua at all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about the fact that I kept my voice silent. I'm sorry for not speaking up for my. Like, he seemed mad about it. That in fact, he's doing it. I'm, I'm sorry. And we need to do better. I accept responsibility. And I'm like, all right, first of all, this video ain't doing nothing for me. Like, it when she so posted it, I was just like. 
What is this nonsense? <laughs> it was a lot. It was awkward. Thinking of doing Obvious. too much segment. <laughs> it was it because of that video. He doing too much. It was mad awkward. Mad I think mad it awkward. It creates a climate too. It creates a climate of like, were these people racist? Are, are you telling it's okay? Most people are racist behind closed doors. Is that what you're trying to bring with these type of commercials? Facts. Like, you're 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 basically justifying. Oh, I was racist, but now that y'all know, let me go ahead and say sorry. That's how I see those <laughs> right. commercials. Like, oh, by the way, y'all caught me. Whoops, my bad. I'm sorry. Right. Let me, let me tell you I'm sorry now. It's like you hitting your sister and your mom saying, say sorry, and you know you're not sorry. Let me hit her again when my mom's not looking. That's basically mm-hmm. what these yeah. people mm-hmm. are doing. Yeah. No, I it was, felt it was uncomfortable. Bad. Like, really uncomfortable watching it. I, I, at first, as a matter of fact, I thought it was like one of those SNL spoofs. That's what I thought it was at first. Me too. <laughs> yeah. it's hilarious. Did oh, y'all think they were funny. making fun of the like NFL commercial? I said I felt it was like they were trying to like low key it wouldn't have surprised so like, it wouldn't have confused, but they were yeah. dead set when they were looking deep into that camera i said oh i think these i think these white people is serious <laughs> white people these white people for sure, oh, for sure. oh 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 is that mayonnaise i see coming out their eyes oh oh they crying oh they crying <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to look and I'm like, yo, they need to push the flash cord just a little bit to their face cut. And did y'all look- see Gary Owen's response to that? No, I did not. No, I did not. Yeah. He was like, "Y'all tripping? I've been with the black people for years." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, much love to him. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all look stupid. Y'all look stupid. As much love. Like Michael Jackson. I'm sorry. Like, uh-huh. He did the exact same thing Abraham just did. He was like, "You're not sorry." Like he got all of these, kind of, like, all these little acts, but yeah. Um. Calling yeah. out your people, you know? Yeah. Well, no, but shout out to Owens for doing that. Um, another one that's not even, it's not on here, but actually uh, CBS is now going to air, I believe, the BET Awards. Um, And I got wind of that. And <laughs> I got wind of that. And I'm like, that really don't make me feel good at all. Like, why? I, I feel like that was a, Public, that was a PR stunt on CBS's part to bring on color because the ratings are going down for the Grammys and it's about time they actually noticed, they noticed that now um, because the past, what, three years oh, I know where you're going, Abe, I know where you're going I know where you're going <laughs> past three years, it has been um, it has been drastic and they now they're moving categories and they're canceling different stuff and now I guess that of course they're bring, now bringing on the BET Awards onto their network. I'm like for what? Like y- y- y'all cool? Like be y'all stay where y'all at? You know y'all. It's almost like you mean what you say. Like stay where you're at. <laughs> we don't want we don't want no no kind of interaction with you on that standpoint because I feel like now you're just trying to blend in and everything's about blending and it's like what have let BT have their own in that sense but Abraham what was you gonna say or what was you thinking about okay so first I wanted to go in on Kristen Bell a little bit for her um children's book about um, oh uh, no 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 about, no um, I'm purple but <sighs> but what you just said reminded me of the nonsense of the Grammys yes. so talk about it the Grammys purple. decided that uh they are going to make a few changes to their categories so their original category of best urban contemporary album, which is low key just like <laughs> urban's a cuss word now, Abraham. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so we're moving the they word urban from our lexicon. Shout out to the dance community. Actually, they posted the. Uh, they said they're eliminating urban from their 
genres so of like, music. Hold on, hold on. I'm a type man. Go for it, Abe. Here we go. That al- that album category is not going to be known as the best. Let me get my Aaron Paul on. There it is. The best progressive R and B. We're progressive, y'all. I first of all was like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> We're moving forward. We're progressive. Like, wait, what is? <laughs> is that a new genre of R and B that I'm not accustomed to that I've never heard before in my life? It's, like, it's as like, a result. It's, it's as a result of Teddy Riley on verses. That's what it is. Apparently, right. so so apparently that's a new genre of R and B music. So we're not urban no more. We're progressive. Yeah, we're progressive. So and Neo is progressive. <laughs> and then here's the thing that like blew me out of the water even more is that man they changed their they they changed from best rap sung performance to are you ready, Aaron Paul? I hope I make you proud. Best rap sung performance to best melodic <gasps> rap performance Ooh, melodic and i was like wait melodic rap is not always melodic so like is that a, also a new genre of <laughs> rap i've never heard of before so killer mike is gonna get a melodic grammy because i was like so so does that <laughs> does that take off like does that heighten melodic. this era of rap in terms of like mumble rap which you know is more melodic because of the the beat little baby's gonna get a melodic grammy yeah, for that, i don't like it here people, <laughs> i don't like it here i want to go like melodic because j cole's rap isn't really melodic i don't i don't be like oh i can oh, sing this like like, a like that's the tone i feel melodic it's not even like I can't, I gotta say it like that. Like that's the only tone of melodic. So the so baby Grammy, is melodic Grammy for Welcome 2020. to the inaugural um <laughs> segment of Let Him Speak presented by the Craft Factory of, of You're doing too much. Too much. You're doing, You're doing too much. Way too, way way too, too much. much. I don't like it here. Listen. That being said, uh CBS, melodic. look, I haven't watched the BET Awards since like maybe two thousand eight. Preach BET Awards haven't been entertaining <laughs> since like maybe two thousand It's not preach um, so this cbs doing that is just like yeah oh, bet loki been canceled for like a decade now. right preach um, so if that's the case bet got a whole lot of melodic awards they've been giving out <laughs> i can't oh, wait for me to, to give out the progressive <laughs> r&b album we're progressing can you even we... tell us who was on the last bet bet awards you watched other than the no okay all right can you to tell be honest progressive that's all i'm saying cypher i remember um, Not the cipher. And, the that, no, that's hip hop right, awards. The actual BT awards. The yeah. last time I watched a BT sponsored event was maybe the 2010 ciphers. I think that's when Big Crit was on it. The that's last actual BT award. Yeah, that's still hip hop awards. <laughs> oh, that's hip hop awards. That was yeah, that's not even BT Oh, Abraham is so melodic. The wait, wait, wait. Awards do BT ciphers? The B no, the BT awards. There's two award shows. Yeah, there are BT awards are a cluster. Like the last one I watched was probably like four or five years ago, and Kevin Hart was the host. Oh. In that it case, bad. I can't bad. really tell you when I watched the beat. There you go. Exactly. exactly. I'll tell you this, though. <laughs> it was definitely the last time was <laughs> before 2008. The if only I thing I know is MC Lee got a job. MC Light got a job. Like, she, he, he, she's, uh, she's, she is always the, the MC of, uh, the BET Awards of every year, like oh, that's right, yeah. MC and yeah. DJ, all that stuff. I can't yeah. believe yeah. I'm, I was today years old when I found out that the BET ciphers had nothing to do with the BET Awards show. Oh, listen, <laughs> I don't like it here. Yeah, oh, this is a lot of 
like, yo, every time people talk about BT Awards, I feel like, yo, I can't wait for the BT Cypress. No. It's going to be fire. And yeah. it's like, no, nah, I'm apparently just on another show. So. <laughs> they would never show that on CBS. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Again, Same CBS, you ain't really company. doing anything for us. Oh, actually, you are doing, you're doing too much. Right. right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I take responsibility videos. You're doing too much. Hold on. We Mr. got one Bell, more. We you're doing too much times one more. two. One Who more. the hell is the purple? Like, look, if you want to talk, I don't want, I don't really like oh. the idea of a white woman making a book telling people to respect differences. And especially when you decide to make them purple, because at that point, I'm thinking like, all right, so you, you really mean black, but you don't want to say black, so you're going to say purple. Kristen Bell, you're doing too much. You're doing, you're doing way too much. The only white woman I'm going to listen to about respecting differences is Miss Frizzle on the Magic School Bus. <laughs> Big fat. <Okay. laughs> Miss Frizzle. She's the only one I'll listen to. All right. She had, listen, that school bus was multicultural. Okay. Oh, it was. It, it, and you only had what? Three, three white kids on there. You had, you had Arnold, Phoebe, and Ralphie. I don't even remember how I remember these names. I just do. Black kid was Tim. Okay, you got an Asian girl on there. You had a Mexican kid on there. Like, it was multicultural, okay? Miss Frizzle, I salute you, okay? They need to go ahead and, and reboot the Magic School Bus. We forgot one more doing too much, though, candidate for this week. My friends. Not really my friends. My friends. Who decided to stroll out, okay? Working in government. With their beautiful kente cloth stoles. Oh, hell no. <laughs> My friends, your friends, the Kente Kratz, okay? Who decided, to take a knee? Who decided to take that knee? The Kente Kratz. They were looking mad uncomfortable, too. Right. Switching their old knees, trying to make sure that they... Oh, yeah, some of them was like, you know, they was going down with both hands. They were like, look, I got to balance they myself. Said, oh. <laughs> They oh, got down so they couldn't get back up. It was crazy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> it was oh. like, I'm just kneeling for eight minutes because I can't get back up after 30 seconds. <laughs> I can't do it. Cut the cameras at 827, please. Yo, <laughs> give us that 10 seconds to get back up, please. Listen, oh, give us, the, cam give us the, 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 the camera delay. You know what made it worse, though? Talk about it. The, the pictures afterwards and, and the poses some of them were doing. Some Ooh. of them had the hands in front and were yep. looking like with the... With the with the kente cloth and the face mask, others were looking. I mean, I was just like, "What is going? Is this a can, photo shoot? Can we can we be honest? That's all, I'm sorry. This is a, that's on the same plane as the Cheeto in chief clearing out folks so he could go take that picture in front of the church, looking awkward holding that Bible. They look oh just as awkward on their knees with them kente cloths around their necks." I was just, what is this? So, Listen, geez, what is going on right now? Madame Pelosi, <laughs> Olga Shuma, you are doing too much. Lord have mercy, do too much. much. Orishi Rishi, you're doing Orishi Rishi. Oh man, it was it was atrocious. <clears throat> it's I know it's bad when I I see white folks on my 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 feed who are doing the research into what a kente cloth actually is, just so they can debunk and refute these kente krats for that show of performative foolishness, okay? When you make white folks look into the history of our attire, you're doing too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were. Um, they were, they were, they were. Um, but 
in other news, a person that was not doing too much, Lil Baby, one of the babies, uh, put out a song that, honestly, I wasn't expecting at all, um, considering his catalog of music and stuff like that, but um, put out a song, what was it called, The Bigger Picture, in yeah, a great dude. video, Design. I thought it was dope, um, you know, something different, um, the biggest takeaway that... I got from it <laughs> was the fact that his video got what 2.7 million hits yep versus uh Takashi's new video with Nicki Minaj Why got even talking about him 70 something million and I'm like because wow Nicki is um is connected with Beyonce and That's so it. therefore we come full yep. circle how did you get there <laughs> I mean, Nikki is cool with Beyonce, and you love Beyonce, and that's why you mentioned Nikki. I'm just no. Saying. There it is, Madame Minosh. No, the Queen Bee. Full circle. No, 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 no. Um, they eliminate. That's crazy. Oh my God. Oh God. Well, it's okay, see, so you you can you can you can acknowledge. Uh, well, on that note, wait, was somebody saying something? I was saying, I don't even know why we mentioned <laughs> Takashi Sneech Nine anymore on this podcast. He does not deserve our time. So let this be the eulogy. I will say this, though. No. I will say this, though. The Little Baby song, I enjoyed it because, again, it was different. And it's something that I mentioned before, too, is that... And, and LJ spoke on this um, when we were talking about Dave Chappelle, is that celebrities have an opportunity to use their platform to really do some good. And yeah. um, this song, for me, it showed potential maturity from from a musician like Lil Baby because he's part of that mumble rap generation, and so they're yeah. not looked at, they're not taken seriously. You know, they rap about about the lean and all that and the coding and all that stuff. But for him to come out with this song where he didn't just rehash what was going on in the world, but spoke about what was going on from his own personal experience. Bingo. I appreciated that. I was like, okay, it, it's showing to me that you're aware. You're not just overlooking me. And even if yeah. you like, yo, me myself, like, I was, I'm, I'm out here talking about drugs and women and stuff. Like, that's what I, that's what I sing about. But at the end of the day, like, I encourage people of my generation to go out and vote. Like, I'm already kind of pigeonholed. I put myself in the situation. That doesn't mean anybody else has to. You guys can use your voice and do something greater than I did. And that's what I took from that song. And I was like, all right, so here's one of two things that can happen. Either in a few months' time, like, not saying that your music catalog has to completely change the social conscious, but you're, you start to use your platform to maybe donate money, maybe to, to use your influence elsewhere and help in the cause. Or this was just a money grab because, look, you got 2.7 million views very quickly, and then you just go back to what you were doing, and it's just like a... Drugs, women, alcohol, like that's all that matters. So there's one or two routes you can go, and I'm hoping he goes the former route. And that's why I appreciated the song. And it had a nice beat to it too, you know? Like I was just like, okay, I was like, all right, lyrics. Yeah. So I, I I rock with the song, I rock with it for sure. But we'll see what happens in the Well, friends, it's been a good, healthy episode of Let Them Speak. Thank all you guys. Are here. You said what? 
Audio Avengers are here, by the way. Audio Avengers are here. Because we're not going with the we're not going with that basketball reference you were trying because that that just that just went. Hey man, don't my intro was dope. I don't care what nobody said. That was flatter than Taylor Swift. My intro was was cool. Did you uh, say flatter than? Ta I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. We we will leave out of here with a good album that came out a couple weeks ago. Run the Jewels Four. Uh, the last track of the album is called A Few Words from the Firing Squad. A Few Words for the Firing Squad. Um, just let them speak. Thank you guys for watching. If you're on YouTube, if you're listening, thank you guys for listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, again, this episode, uh, episode five uh with us make sure you subscribe if you are listening to the replay or listening to the replay thank you so much um i'm with my good buddies and uh lady <laughs> uh abraham osan lj the gang was here after a long-awaited return to the face that was missing there's been a lot of questions too because your face was on the thing they're like um where's that girl that light-skinned girl um but she's here also, real quick, um, also, I just got a text message um, from a homie. He was like, "Yo, are you and your your boy uh, matching again with the shirts?" <laughs> the you new rag dons have taken today off. We'll be back though. Don't don't trip. Don't we'll trip. be back with a vengeance. We need do rag Abe. Do rag Abe. We need haircut Cecil. <laughs> Cecil? Wow. <laughs> oh my God. We're children. On that note, we're gonna let this uh we're gonna let the song ride out for a little bit. In the meantime, catch you guys soon. This is Cecil. Head to thecraftfactor.org for more and more details ahead. So excited for you guys to join on the journey. But until next time, peace from us and when the jewels. <laughs>